Hey, what's going on? So I'm here in Medellin, Colombia. Just got here today. I flew in from LA, then I went from LA to Miami, then from Miami to here in Medellin, and I'm in a co-working space right now. But I just want to talk about appreciation and gratitude and empathy when it comes to the whole pickup game stuff, because I was actually having some thoughts while I was on the plane today. And the main thing that I wanted to emphasize is the way that you can start to include gratitude and empathy into your game. And I put in air quotes because when I say game, sometimes I don't really like that word uh, because it sometimes implies that you're playing games or there's manipulation involved, which is not really the case. This is all about learning how to become more socially and emotionally intelligent. So at the end of the day, what I believe is that, once again, going back to what we saw in that video about approach anxiety. So if you haven't watched that video, basically in that video, I explain where approach anxiety comes from and also how to counteract that and how to actually, instead of counteracting it, it's more about reshaping it and redirecting it in a certain way with your language, your physiology, and your meaning. And the way you can do that is actually through the state of appreciation. So a lot of these concepts are probably familiar to you, especially if you follow RSD or Owen, but actually a lot of these concepts that RSD has is borrowed from Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins was the one who really popularized the idea of state and state management and RAS and um, things like that. So and being congruent, being in alignment, these are all principles that mostly came from Tony and Owen basically took those principles and applied it to the dating pickup context, which I think is amazing because now a lot of guys have access to a lot of these concepts that Tony really popularized. And Tony, you know, he assimilated his own body of knowledge through his mentor, Jim Rohn, and other influences in his life as well. But I just want to talk about that too, because in case you're interested in where the root came from, because sometimes it's really important to understand where all of these concepts come from so you can study the source. Because what I've actually found is that Owen has done a great job of taking these concepts and applying it to the pickup context. But at the same time, I feel like some of the concepts weren't really applied in a way that, let's put it this way, it was more a forceful way of applying it versus a powerful way of applying it. So there's that book, Power Versus Force. And one example is with Owen's six steps. So I see what he means by getting in state and the whole thing about, you know, you have to just keep approaching, uh, go one after another, set by set, and eventually you're going to be warmed up enough to be able to be in state. Now, here's the thing, is that with Tony, he talks about state management, but he doesn't really say it like that. Instead, he talks about the triad where he says you have physiology, you have language, and you have focus. And the way you're able to manage your state is, be able to, is by being able to manage these three components. So if you're able to manage your physiology, if you're able to change your language, if you're able to redirect your focus, you're going to be in state. So that's one um, tweak that I would make to what Owen was saying and what Owen has been saying about 
how to get into state, yes, Owen made it his own. But at the same time, I feel like some of these principles aren't really applied in the way that Tony had intended. So a different way of going about it is what I talked about in the approach anxiety video is with language. You can use language to redirect your focus and that will change your state inherently over time. And it'll also allow your subconscious to really start rewiring itself. Now, here is another part of this is one thing that I was thinking about when I was on the plane today was how can we learn how to be in alignment all the time? It's not just about going out night after night and having to put yourself into state. I'm sure you've probably met some people. You've probably known some people who are constantly in state or in alignment because they are in a state of appreciation almost all the time, if not constantly, 100% of the time, because they're in a state of flow. If you ever read the book called The Surrender Experiment, I've mentioned this before, but Michael Singer talks about how he made a decision in his 20s to surrender his life to the universe and to just let things come. And he meditated every single day. He was totally fine and happy with having nothing in his life. And he had no expectations from life. All he wanted to do was really just to sit in his meditation camp cabin and meditate all day. But what ended up happening was that the universe had bigger plans for him. And eventually it uh, culminated in him selling a $300 million or building a $300 million business and all of that was just him surrendering to everything, him surrendering to the universe. The reason I bring that up is because we have a continuum where we have expectation on one hand and we have gratitude and appreciation on the other. Expectation on one hand and gratitude and appreciation on the other. And so with expectation, this is oftentimes where anxiety comes from in the first place is we have a way that we picture things going especially before an interaction happens. So if you ever watched that movie, 500 Days of Summer, there's that one scene where Tom, who's the main character, he has that playing in his head. And I love this movie for certain parts of it too, just because I think it really provides a realistic picture of the push-pull of romance. And in that movie, there's this one scene where Tom, he visualizes himself or he pictures himself on the one hand of expectations and then the other split screen shows the reality of what actually happened. So in his expectations, he has this whole plan of how he's going to win back this girl's summer and he's going to show up to her rooftop party. He's gonna to talk to her. They're gonna go back and forth and flirt and then eventually he's gonna kiss her and then things go on from there. So that's one side of the split screen. And so this is basically what happens in the movie is there's a split screen scene where there's expectations and then the reality of what actually happened. And what it turned out what turned out to happen was Summer actually had met someone else and she spent most of the rooftop party talking to him and Tom was left just watching and spectating and he just left early because he was angry since his expectations didn't align with reality. So bringing this back to the continuum, we have expectations on one hand, we have gratitude and appreciation on the other. And why are these two on different ends of the spectrum? Well, it's because gratitude and appreciation, these come from a place of not expecting anything. As 
they say in Buddhism, attachment is a source of suffering. So attachment leads to suffering. And so what happens is instead of being attached or expecting anything, if we are grateful for what we already have, if we just appreciate what's here, even if it's nothing, then we're in a state of appreciation. And as I showed you in that earlier video, if you haven't watched it, go ahead and take a look. But when we're in a state of appreciation, there are certain biological markers that change within our physiology as well. Things like heart rate variability and our blood pressure and our breathing. These are all things that happen when we're in a state of appreciation, but when we're in a state of frustration and disappointment, all of those biological markers go out of sync. So that's what happens. And here is a way to put yourself in a state of appreciation and practice this because what I believe is that appreciation and gratitude is actually a muscle. And the more that you practice it, the more that you're going to be in alignment. You're going to be in a state of flow for, for a greater portion of your life. And eventually you could actually make that your default state. So most people that I've seen, they walk around in a state of like a, if you objectively measure on a scale of one to 10, maybe like a three or a four, <clears throat> where they basically, they don't really necessarily appreciate what they have. They're taking things for granted. And the reason why I say this is because I've been there in the past too. And sometimes I still have that feeling as well. I've been working on it constantly. And really it's a journey, right? It's not gonna necessarily happen overnight, but when you do start to feel more appreciation in your life, where basically maybe you wake up and you write 20 things that you're grateful for, which is one of the practices that I do or that I've done and that's really helped me to rewire my mindset, to be able to see opportunities. And what happens is when you're in a state of appreciation, you actually see more opportunities. There is this documentary that's amazing um, called the, I believe it's the secret or the science of luck. And in that documentary, they show and they follow different people and people that believe that they're lucky, people that believe that they're lucky and they appreciate what they have, they tend to get luckier. What that means is better things happen to them and it's because their RAS is attuned to good things happening and that actually allows them to see opportunities that someone who isn't in that state would, would not see. So the point here is how do we put ourselves in a state of appreciation? How can we practice this? Well, I mentioned one thing already, which is writing things that you're grateful for every single day. Writing 23 things that you're grateful for every single day when you wake up, and that way you put yourself immediately into that state of appreciation and gratitude. Now, another thing that you can do is really just practicing with people, and not even just practicing, but really feeling it and Whenever you have an opportunity to compliment someone, go ahead and do it. Whether that is a service worker. One example is when I was leaving from LA, there was a long line of people and the lady that was helping me, the, the check-in lady, you know, she, I could tell she was a bit frustrated, but you know, she did her best to try to help me out and I didn't have the, the right document because we, I needed a health certification or something to, to fly to Columbia and I didn't have that ready 
And there were a couple other things that I actually had to have a return flight back. I didn't have that either. And so there are a couple of things that I needed to get in order. And so it was a lengthy process, but eventually I was able to, to get all that done. And then she was able to help me. And I just said, hey, I really appreciate you being, being patient with me throughout this process. I know that you're really busy. And so there in that moment, it was a, it was a gen, uh, genuine feeling of empathy and appreciation for her situation. And what happens is if you practice this, if you practice that empathy, if you practice that appreciation, it's just going to become a habit and opening or approaching all of that stuff is going to be effortless. It's going to be effortless and enjoyable. Here's the issue when you go out with RSD or pickup guys all the time. And I'm not saying that this is the case for 100% of the guys. I've had guys who were wings of mind who were... Um, they were much more in the state of appreciation and they really enjoyed going out. But more often than not, you're going to get someone you go out with who's going to be like, go approach her. You have to approach her. And then what happens is you freeze up a little bit, you get nervous and they force you into that interaction. And so you're already in a losing position because if you're being forced into that interaction and you're tensed up, She's going to immediately feel, feel that you might get a negative reaction or feedback from that. And it's actually going to discourage you from approaching in the future subconsciously. Because subconsciously, your brain is thinking that was not a good thing. Let's not do that again. But you keep forcing it and you're, maybe your wingman keeps forcing you into these situations and you think you're making progress. But in actuality, you're instilling this belief that girls don't like you. And I've seen this happen time and time again. And then after about three to four months, then you're like, I can't do this anymore. Or you just you start to feel disillusion, disillusioned with the whole thing. And every time you go out, you're like, I don't even feel like approaching. Like, what's the point of this? And so the way to prevent that from happening is to instead create positive reference experiences in your life with smaller steps and increments and also relieving the pressure. So there was a difference between the way that I would go out with my RSD pickup guys and then I would go out with the promoters because after I left RSD, I started working as a promoter and I was no longer coaching anymore. And I just found that to be an incredibly refreshing experience because instead of having to go out and talk to girls, I got to go out and talk to girls. So instead of having to go out and talk to girls, I got the I had the privilege to go out and talk to girls. There's a different frame of mind. Because a lot of the RSD pickup guys are like we have to do this, it's an obligation. Whereas with the promoters it was just fun. It was just part of the fun. And it was just part of their nature. They would naturally want to go out and talk to girls and because of that, it's infectious and a girl that you're speaking with or people in general it doesn't I mean it's even separate from just the pickup stuff but people in general feel whether you want to talk to them or not they can feel whether you think it's an obligation that you're talking to them or you feel like it's a privilege or an opportunity or that you actually appreciate them in that moment there's a difference there now, I'm not saying that just because you appreciate the person that they're always going to respond in a positive way. It's just not necessarily up to 
you to decide that because they might be going through something. But what we can control is how we feel about it. And sometimes when there is a negative reaction or negative feedback from the person we're speaking with, then we can view it from a position of empathy and say, okay, well, maybe they're having a bad day. That's totally fine. Like I can either not bother them or I can ask them what's going on or whatever the case is, approach it from a place of empathy instead of taking it personally because that's where a lot of conflict happens is when you start to take things personally, then you take it out on the next person that you talk to. And then now you have this identity that's wrapped up around confrontation. And this has happened to me in the past too, where there's one point where I was trying so hard to get reactions that eventually I was just getting conflict. And then I started feeling like, okay, well, I, I'm terrible at this. I don't know how to talk to people. I'm awkward. And all these beliefs start to come to the surface. Now, instead, if you take a step back and realize, okay, well, maybe she didn't want to talk to me because she was having a bad day or because she has a boyfriend. And that, this is now the, the place that I come from now is when I go talk to a girl and she gives me a bad reaction or I hate to say bad reaction, there's no such thing as good or bad reactions, but really in a reaction that I did not expect. And once again, we're going back to the expectations thing. Really, you don't really want to go in with any expectations, but let's just say that you have that feeling or sensation of, wow, I didn't really see that one coming. Just realize that every single person that you speak with is unique. They're unique. You can't predict what they're going to do. You can't, you don't know their life story. You don't know what sort of things are going on in their life. And you can't just make that judgment and know exactly what's going on with them. Sometimes it's just they don't feel good about themselves right now or they're having a bad day. Whatever it is, if you try to control that, if you just try to control what's happening, control the reactions with your expectations, then that's where there's so much anxiety involved. And so let me wrap this up by going back to what you can do to put yourself consistently in a state of appreciation and that way you're living your life in alignment. So once again, number one, to write down some things that you're grateful for. Number two is to compliment people when you see that opportunity. And this is the foundation that you're building off of. And once again, you might be saying to yourself, well, it just sounds like you're telling me to be a nice guy. You're telling me to just be a nice guy. I've been that before. I don't want to do that again. Look, I understand if you feel that way, because once again, in high school, I was the nice guy. But you need to be able to build off of a platform or foundation of appreciation and gratitude, because if you go out there and just start teasing or breaking rapport or whatever you want to call it without that without it coming from the right place, you're just going to come off as a jerk. And I've done this before in the past where I'm like, okay, well, I just watched some RSD infield or I watched some training about how to tease or whatever it is. And I go out there and I try to apply it, but it's not working for me the same way I saw it on the video. And it's because I'm trying to force it. I'm expecting a reaction 
And it's not coming from a place of appreciation. It's coming from a place of expectation and obligation that I have to be doing this. But if instead it comes from a place of appreciation, which once again, this is a muscle. You have to practice it. And over time you develop it. Now, instead, if I've built that foundation of appreciation and gratitude, that teasing is going to come off much more naturally. It's going to come off in a way where you're basically raising the level of energy instead of just soaking up or sucking out the value from the interaction. Instead of just taking and extracting what you can from someone's, you know, the interaction that you're having with someone, you're basically taking their energy. You're giving energy because we have an unlimited amount of energy. And one last point I'll make here is I see this all the time with the difference between pickup RSD guys and promoters I've gone out with, or, you know, when I say pickup and RSD guys, I don't mean to just generalize because I have met some RSD guys or people through RSD where they just give a lot of value. But I'm just saying more often than not, when you go out with some of the guys in the inner circle, I mean, I'm just going to be totally blunt and truthful here. Sometimes these guys, they're coming from a place of, we have to do this. We have to do what we saw in the video. And it's actually counterproductive to the end result. Because ultimately what you want and, well, here's what I wanted. And maybe this is something that resonates with you too. I'm not sure exactly what you want. I can't just say, you know, this is what you want because we all have different preferences. But what I ended up wanting was instead of just, you know, the, the sex or whatever it is, I really wanted to just be effortless and enjoy interactions and social interactions and be able to communicate effectively and to be able to also connect with girls as well on a very deep emotional level. For me, you know, going to a nightclub, having fun, doing all of that stuff, yeah, it is fun. But for me, it was ephemeral. It didn't last, right? I did it for a few years and I did it pretty rigorously. And for me, I just felt like this is not the end result that I really wanted. I really wanted to just become more comfortable in social situations and also to be able to connect with girls that I really liked. If there was chemistry there, I would know how to move it forward. That was ultimately what I really wanted, right? So if that resonates with you, then what I'm saying to you is just start with the gratitude, appreciation, and empathy component and then everything else will fall into place. I mean, there's going to be more specific ways that you can practice these other components of social interaction, which I'll also show you in a later video too. I have a plan to be able to make some, some more of these videos to teach you more things that I taught within the immersion program that I've never taught anyone else. And so I, I wanna share that with you as well. And so that's pretty much all I have to say on this topic for now. If you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. Um, you can always send me an email at markchino360 at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. But if you have any thoughts on this, also feel free to let me know. Otherwise, we'll talk soon. Take care.